1: Welcome to The
2: Ralph Report
1: with Ralph Garman.
0: Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to the middle of your week. It is Wednesday, September 23rd, year of our Lord She's 2020.
1: All hell, She's Yeah, listen to that. (laughs) Razor sharp, as always. You didn't do your line now. It's right to give him thanks and praise. I'm going to okay, I'm, I'm going just to say, "Oh my god. You call me out on it." Well, because you've been uh have been spotty. You've been yeah. questionable been lately spotty. when
0: it comes to that cue. So I was spotty. just I was rewarding you by giving you praise that you came in when you were supposed okay. to. All right. It is right to give him thanks there and praise. Go. There you go. Welcome to the show, kids. We got a hell of a show lined up for you today. Cuz on the counter you want to know why? So much show. We're leaking again, and mm. he's mm. going to get his cock out. Oh. Seal those leaks.
1: Uh, I was like, "What? Oh yeah, I forgot.
0: I call it cock." Yeah. Cock <laughs> is hawk. Cock. Hawk. You don't have to choke on hawk. it. It's cock. <laughs> don't uh, What?
1: Don't choke on your
0: cock. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> um You sound like you're choking on a, like- a cock. <laughs> Uh, what was I saying? Oh, oh leaking yeah, shows yes. leaking with goodness and
1: gas apparently.
0: Uh, we got Steve Ashton coming by with a UK update, yeah, yeah. which is always fun. Not for Eddie because these two are at odds. <laughs> Wait till like, you hear him today. Oh no, laying. Wait man. till you hear his opinion <laughs> of Eddie Pence on today's show. Um, what else we got? Oh, it's Wednesday. That means one hit wonders in store for you on a Wednesday. Taking a look at a smash hit single. And uh, incidentally, the mm. artist is from the UK, so it's a UK oh. themed show today. Nice. We've got your entertainment news, we've got your phone calls, we've got so much show to get to today. So I'm so glad you have tuned into the program. Not that you really tune in because this is a podcast, so you've downloaded <laughs> it or just clicked. Whatever. However you got here, you hit play. Whatever you did, and I'm I'm really appreciative of that. And so, as as a, as a thank you, I'm going to do the best goddamn show I can.
2: Not D. Yeah.
0: I'm not, I'm not guaranteeing that. No, Eddie does not. not. For me. I almost called him Freddie. Freddie doesn't, <laughs> Freddie doesn't <laughs> guarantee that at all. Before we get to the show itself, saw this in the news yeah. and it made me think. We are still a month out, but it's that time of year where we got to start thinking about Halloween, right? Yeah. That lady's thinking about it. She's terrified about it. Well, I think we all are
1: this year because it's canceled, right? I think so, yeah. Is Olivia dressing up? Does she have a costume picked out? Is she doing any virtual thing? or? The, another reason I want to talk about it is because she asked me that. <laughs> she said, what's happening
0: with Halloween this year? Do I get a costume? Should I think about a costume? Can I have you know, a play date with a few friends? Yeah. That- you know, we know they've been in their bubble as well. And we know they're uh, safe or a socially distanced gathering of some kind. Right. Can I, can I still get candy? Do I go, go door to door? What's, what's everybody doing? What's happening? Oh, it's sad. It's very sad. It's heartbreaking. Yeah, I hate it. It's hard enough doing the virtual schooling and everything else, but I understand that. And that also is just a shift for her in terms of her normal life. Right. right? Instead of going in a classroom, she has to do it from home and she's, thriving she's having no problem with that but you only get so many halloweens yeah, as a kid as yeah. a kid you only get so many christmases as a kid these aren't things that can be replaced these aren't shifts these are subtractions yes. from childhood memories They're fleeting moments that you can't really recapture i remember every halloween i had as a yeah. kid until i got too old to do it and she's gonna if this if you know california i believe the the governor of the state is saying
1: don't do anything they're recommending not doing it they went they canceled it then they pulled that back and then now they're just strongly recommending you don't but they're not saying you can't
0: it's the same goddamn story with everything right across the world right now is well you can do a little bit of this but don't do any of that okay you could do some of that but do it do it but none of the other <laughs> thing at all Ever well, okay. Right. This one time you can
1: do it. So, I mean, I don't know what you do. Like, I was, I was sort of prepping Colton for this a few months ago, and hey, Halloween might be canceled just so it wouldn't be so abrupt on him. But like, it's, I don't still don't think as it's, it's hit him yet because he hasn't got into full Halloween season yet. So,
0: well, that's what I'm saying. As parents, we we have to start looking.
1: I don't know, what what know to do. ahead
0: and figure out what we're going to do. And the reason I brought it up because I saw this in the news. Is this an excellent idea, or is this Guy out of his fucking mind. Let me (laughs) tell you about this gentleman, uh, Matt Thompson, in Garden City, Michigan. I don't know if you've seen this or not, but he has come up with a contraption to deliver treats to trick-or-treaters this year without letting them get to his house. Oh, really? He's put a ghost on a zip line. He's attached a homemade ghost to a zip line on a hanger, and it's powered by gravity. And it just slides down the zip line to the front walk in front of his home. Okay. And there's a little basket attached that's got some candy in it. And the kid takes the candy and then he's got a rod and reel, like a fisherman's rod or reel, and he reels the ghost back in up the zip line. Right. Preparing for
1: the next trick or treater to come by. Yeah, but if the whole neighborhood's not doing that, there's just one dude giving out candy. That's what I'm thinking. It's kind of Because a Michigan, moot point. like
0: California, is suggesting no doorbells, no knocks, no close quarters for their halloween he said well i got a beat i'm just gonna
1: do uh, i'm just gonna do the ghost will just fly out and deliver
0: candy to the kids yeah i don't
1: i mean it's a great idea if everybody did that then it would be fine but not everyone can make a zip line from the door to the
0: or what's the line going to be like at Matt's house this year if he's the only guy doing that and he's giving out candy? <laughs> he's giving
1: out full-size Snicker bars. That's
0: a lot of rod and reeling, back, <laughs> that ghost back and forth before the whole thing comes crashing down. At that point,
1: just throw them at the kids as they walk
0: by the house. Just sky, just sky some candy bars, whoever catches them. <laughs> Get a fucking uh, T-shirt cannon. There you go. Just, Fire them at the kids. Just it's start, fine. Just start blowing fun size bars into the air. <laughs> let the kids scatter in the street and pick them up. Like uh, like scavengers. Yeah, do that. I don't know. I just wanted to bring it up because I don't know what everybody's doing. I was looking I for know. some
1: advice. I'm not going to get it from you, obviously. No, I have no idea what to do. I mean, you have the thing where people put candy and bowls out on their doorstep, but then that doesn't stop the kids from touching the candy and the other kids come along touching the candy that's
0: the thing too or kids gathering together in small clusters of yeah. little super spreaders and uh all
1: rubbing up against each other while they're fighting for the candy it's in the bowl. So, it's a social event you usually meet up with other people and you walk the neighborhood it's not like a i don't know i don't yeah. know what to do it I sucks man so if you're a parent out there if you're a Garmin
0: member parent and you have uh suggestions or you know what you're going to do or what you've heard about your part of the world what they're doing Give us a shout. Let us know. Write me an email or shoot me a voicemail message or something because I'm literally confused. I don't don't know what's going
1: to happen. I don't know what to do.
0: I suppose the best case scenario is to have a small, socially distant gathering of my kids' friends in the backyard or whatever and then give everybody sterilized bars of candy and have them just open them all at once and then... (laughs) Say get the fuck out.
1: They get it done in five minutes.
0: One home. has a golden ticket in it and everybody else gets screwed. I, mean, I
1: guess you can play some games or something. Can, I can you? What? I don't
0: know. Cornhole. You play cornhole. Um, they're children, Eddie. For God's sakes. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Time to grow up. You play uh pin pin the COVID on the
1: uh <laughs> inject the vaccine in the donkey. Pin the COVID on the donkey. <laughs> inject the
0: bleach into the
1: <laughs> hat wearer i don't know it's it's weird i hate it, sucks. it. I I hate hate it. it all because it's fleeting moments you
0: don't get back i hate it all so much but uh that's where we are right now sometimes we got to address it so i guess we can uh, i didn't even entitle that segment but i guess we could call that sort of that moment where we look over what's happening in the world of the coronavirus but we don't say what it is because it's uh it makes most dogs crazy it's true and so mo uh, <laughs> grab your dog Ah, life is hard. It sucks. Life is too hard these days. It really sucks. Let's do something that lifts all of our spirits. Talk to you guys, the Garmy. We love you. You make me happy. You reach out on the regular basis and make this show possible with your emails, especially your voicemails, when you call up the Ralph Report Hotline. So easy for you to use. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can leave your thoughts, your feelings, your comments, your questions, and... It's guaranteed not to give you COVID if you call the line. <laughs> There's no way to transmit 100% the virus guarantee? through the phone. Light. One ga- I guarantee. I guarantee. Uh love it when you reach out. I listen to them all and then I grab a handful of, oh, I forgot to give out the number. Oh, you yeah. can call the number, which is one 833 Got me in the mood. A little halloween ghost there. Yeah, you can call me and then I grab a handful of them and I put them here at the top of the show in a segment called Garmy on the Line.
3: The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. We're We're gonna play your calls now and see what's on your mind. blah,
0: blah, blah. blah. Hey, you know, my life's an open book here on the Ralph Report. I'm, uh, I tell you stories about my past that are sometimes a little bit embarrassing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Did so yesterday when I was talking about the fact that I allowed a young woman to change my name while we were dating because <laughs> she did not like the name Ralph. I have taken an enormous amount of stick from people over that. I people were unhappy Joey. With, with my, uh, my uh, decision to allow a girl to call me Joey because she didn't like the name Ralph. And here's the thing. I know the name Ralph is not a pretty name. It's not a great name. I, I, If I could pick a name, if I could go back in time, it probably wouldn't be Ralph. There's not a lot of us around there, and it's kind of harsh sounding, and, and I know it conjures up unpleasant things for some people,
1: like vomiting. <laughs> you're, you're really or, selling the name Ralph.
0: No, I'm just saying it's fine. It's a fine name. It's my name. Yes. That's the, that's the problem. It's mine. Yes. And I've grown enormously attached to it. Okay. And the fact that I let her just arbitrarily opt out of my name, in retrospect, is unacceptable. With no fight, no struggle at all. No, whatever you want to call me, honey, it's (laughs) up to you. So she did call me Joey because my middle name was Joseph. And so that brought up this question from Travis. Hey, Ralph, it's Travis from Arizona, or should I say, hey, Joey. Uh, Listen, since we know what your middle name is, do we know what Mr. Pence's middle name is? And does Mr. Ashton even have a middle name? But I bet you it's a doozy,
1: like uh, Rocky
0: Mountain Oyster. I I don't know, something like that. But uh, love you. Mean it. Bye. Hey, Travis, there's sleigh bells behind you there. You working for Santa? Uh, I I am ashamed to say I don't know the middle names of either Eddie or Steve Hmm. Ashton. What is your middle name?
1: Brian. Brian. B R Y A N, because you spell it I A N. The hospital misspells it, and they flip the A in the I, and it's called brain. That happens a lot in hospitals. It doesn't. Yes, happen it does a lot. If you in get on hospitals. the name tag; it'll say Edwin Brain Pence. You know who you sound like right now? <laughs> a lot of people. <laughs> telling me a lot
0: of people don't know this, but if you say Brian for a middle name, a lot of the times they switch the letters around, and it's brain. A lot of, <laughs> lot of people are called brain. A lot of time. people's middle names are Brain. People are telling me. It's probably happened some. It happens all the time. It does not happen all yes, the time. Does. Why doesn't it happen
1: for first names then? Why are a ton of people going around and being called Brain Stevens? They do. Every, Brian is always misspelled Brain. Oh, my God. My my mom was a big fan of that movie Brian's song. So, she, Which was spelled the correct way, by yes, the way. Yes, but they went the R-Y-A-N because everyone misspelled it.
0: Just to and ensure the fact that you would be Brian. Yes. All right, So Edwin Brian Pence There mm-hmm. you go And for Steve Ashton I don't believe Middle names are as much a thing In the UK as they are in the hmm, States So he may not even have one I'll do some research We'll, okay. we'll suss that out <laughs> So anyway yeah, Edwin Brian Pence, Ralph Joseph Garman Jr. And uh, Steve To be determined Ashton <laughs> TBD. TBD we'll call him uh, Zach called in, you know our pal Zach Zach Byerly. Oh, yeah, Zach. Hey, Zach. Super Garmy member, Zach. We haven't heard from him in a while. God bless him for calling in. Yesterday, we were talking about the elephant, an animal that I love. Eddie made a possibly racist joke about it. <laughs> it wasn't my uh, joke. I was repeating uh, a yeah. joke mm-hmm. I had heard. Oh, a friend always says this joke. It wasn't my joke. You want to repeat the joke? No, for I people don't. people who didn't hear yesterday's show? No, I don't. It was, the, how can you tell the difference between an <laughs> African, African elephant, Indian and, elephant
1: and an Indian elephant? An African elephant has ears in the shape and size of Africa and an Indian elephant has a casino and a drinking problem. It's not my joke. It's a terrible joke. And may I say about the setup, I doubt the elephant
0: has ears the shape and size of Africa. Whatever. it's because it's, Those would be some
1: serious in ears. In the shape of Africa, whatever. It's not my joke.
0: So the, uh, the Indian, which, by the way, is called the Asian elephant. Yes, not the Indian. Figures elephant. the Redskins fan
1: would c- come I'm up a with Washington that. I'm a Washington football team fan. Thank you very
0: uh, much. The drinking problem thing spurred Jack, uh, Zach into action, and he called in, just when I couldn't think I loved elephants, I couldn't love elephants any more than I do. Zach called in with this information
2: hey ralph and eddie zach byerly here hope you guys are doing well anyway
0: you were talking about elephants yesterday and uh I, it reminded me of one of my favorite facts about elephants in fact eddie's buddy's racist joke <laughs> yeah, um, racist solidified it elephants
2: do like to get
0: drunk yes hmm. not only will they like break into towns drink wine and then Wreck the town, they'll ferment their own, like, fruit to
2: then get drunk on. And more than that, they'll teach the little ones. Which trees to eat to get fucked up. Yes. It's great. Yes. Elephants
0: love to get trashed and apparently they're really mean drunks. Like yes. they have destroyed villages in the past. Oh, I love anyway, LMB <laughs> and hang in there, Eddie. Yeah. All right. Take care, guys. Get some me time, Eddie. I need some me time. Zach, thank you so much. Thanks. I had no idea that, that I didn't know that either that elephants like to get drunk. That makes me love them even more. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that fact, Zach. The more you know. Now, the now for little as fifteen cents a day, we got other people teaching other people. That's
1: amazing. It's like a, it's like a sweet ass community college up here. Everyone should listen to this show just so do the world some good.
0: That's right. Um, yesterday, I didn't make everybody happy. Oh, why? We were talking about white chocolate. Oh no. And I mentioned I especially enjoy uh, raisins covered with oh, white chocolate. Yeah. And there are some people who don't necessarily share my love for raisins. Just stop it, Ralph. Stop it.
2: (laughs) Raisins suck. No. Raisins blow. No. Stop trying to cover them in white chocolate or put them in mince pie Mm. or whatever the fuck. Mm. Raisins suck ass. Mm. Eddie's right on this one. Raisins suck. No. Stop it, Ralph. Just stop it. Can't, sir. They they do.
1: No. Uh, No. Raisins are nature's candy. Grapes are nature's candy. Raisins are just an abomination of a grape
2: raisins from California. Nature's candy. Ugh.
1: Yeah. Oh, I guess that oh. settles that. Oh, I guess some marketing tools they use to
0: sell
2: raisins them. from mm-hmm. California. Nature's candy. I guess,
1: I guess. Man said it. All right. So
0: raisins I
2: guess. from California. Nature's candy. <laughs> Guys, sounds like raisins a from California. Nature's candy. Some California. Nature's candy. Raisins from California. Nature's candy. California, nature's candy. <laughs> yeah,
1: they yeah, are. But he keeps them in his asshole. <laughs> Just in time for Halloween. You want a raisin?
2: Raisins from California, Nature's Candy.
1: Those the, and those are the worst people that give out raisins for Halloween. Fuck those people.
2: Raisins from California, Nature's Candy.
1: What about
0: raisinettes? What about chocolate covered raisins? No. Yeah, that no. was that was a big get in Halloween in my house. No. Oh, that was
2: those cringe. are
1: awful. Those are hang out with the whoppers at the bottom of the barrel.
2: Raisins from California, Nature's <laughs> Candy. <laughs> raisins in California. That uh, announcer, by the way, is from
0: a raisin commercial starring a young Molly Ringwald. Oh really? Yes. She played a babysitter who was giving babysitting tips to other babysitters about what to feed the kids. Oh, she's giving them raisins? To make the kids happy and the parents happy because as I mentioned before.
2: Raisins from California. Nature's candy. Nature's, Nature's candy. candy. Nature's candy. Nature's candy.
0: Well, yes. if you think I made somebody unhappy yesterday. Uh-huh. Oh, 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 what I do. You think Bridget from Long Island was unhappy with you when you didn't put clamps on your nipples? <laughs> you ain't heard nothing yet, pal. Pal
2: has Eddie not watched Peaky Fucking Blinders? Right. Yet? I mean, it was bad enough when I had to fucking yell at you to watch it. Now I gotta fucking yell at Eddie. This is fucking ridiculous. You sat there, you watched his Mandalorian right? show. Good enough, but it's nothing like Peaky Fucking Blinders. Right. Eddie, go take a fucking vacation, take a few days <laughs> off, take like a fucking Friday weekend or some shit, because you obviously need it, and just fucking sit in front of that TV. And put on one of the best fucking shows on TV. Go, Bridget. Fucking tiki fucking blinders. Go, Bridget. Oh my fucking God. Again, I gotta make this fucking phone call again. What the fuck? Right? LMFB.
1: Right, Bridget. Uh, How many episodes is it? How long of a commitment is this? uh, I think it's three seasons. Three seasons. With eight episodes each, six or eight. All right. Like 18 episodes. I'll try to do it so easy such okay. an easy watch I'm, I'm like halfway through the last dance that documentary about the chicago bulls right now oh uh, yeah i got no interest well, well, i heard it, it's great it's but fascinating I, I got no interest. it's pretty fascinating no
2: raisins from california nature's candy <laughs>
1: <laughs> stop it he doesn't have a cleft palate <laughs> yes he does it's jammed up with raisins <laughs> 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 you know we've been playing uh upbeat music music
0: to make you happy here on the show to get you started. And a lot of people have been making suggestions. And Jen called in. I get the sense maybe I haven't played hers yet.
3: Hey, Ralph. Yo-ho, Eddie. Jennifer from Kentucky with a programming question. If we've called with our happy hits and you haven't played it yet, (laughs) do we just wait because you've got like a big file of them or should we call back and and keep requesting it every week or two? I don't want to do it every day. Just, you know, let me know.
0: L&B. Yeah. Jen, I'm glad you asked. And here's a let's pull back the curtain here on how the uh, the Ralph report is cooked here in the kitchen here at uh, mm-hmm. Garmin Laboratories. I get an enormous amount of people suggesting a great number of things, whether it's a TV tune for TV tunes Tuesday or a one hit wonder Wednesday or a happy hit and so, yes, I do literally have files that I I listen to a phone call and I go, oh, that sounds good. Then I put it in that file and I try to work my way through them as quickly as I can. Mm. So, in all likelihood, your suggestion is sitting there, and I will get to it at some. Cause point. It sounded like she was
1: threatening to call every single day. That's what That's I what was getting the feeling like. at, like as well.
0: <laughs> now, in all honesty, there is potential. I could listen to that suggestion and go, mm, nope. <laughs> Not interested.
1: <laughs> Hard, a ha- someone's happy hit. You're just gonna shun.
0: It happens. It happens. Wow. Yeah. I'll go. Hmm. No, that's not for me. It's, or, but it's
1: not about you.
0: Eh, it may not be for the Garmi either. I have to be the arbiter of taste. But the taste. whole point
1: of the, the, the segment is that person's happy hit. I agree. Not your happy hit, not whatever else's happy but hit is. Eddie,
0: you selfish bastard. It's their happy hit. I also have to think, okay, there are thousands of Garmi members listening right? to the show. I want this to make them happy as well. It's not just... Oh, play my song so one person can be happy. But Ideally, the Garmi member is suggesting something that I'll play like, to make everybody listening but it's happy. it's
1: not like a one-hit wonder or TV tunes where it's like, hey, how about this suggest? This is like, this is my happy hit, and that's what right. the segment is. But they're is.
0: suggesting it so that everyone can hear it and be happy. You remember Patty, our friend, who was doing uh, her friend's yard work, and she went to the Spotify playlist, and all those songs yes. really made her happy. Well, how- If I throw a clinker in there or something that's really obscure that no one's ever heard of, then perhaps Perhaps the people who are listening to this show
1: won't be happy with the happy hit. Like, I, have to, I have to balance but between the two. aren't they all the happy two. songs? You would be surprised, Eddie. Was it like Marilyn Manson's Sweet
0: Dreams or you something? You would be surprised Beautiful people. by some of the people who suggest really? songs that make them happy, but may not necessarily be the type of upbeat song that make other people happy. Huh. Doesn't happen a lot, but I've run across a few. However, oh. I don't get the sense that Jen from Kentucky uh, made that suggestion, so I probably have her in the hopper someplace. Okay, but it takes a while. She in will fact, call back. I've had people say to me, "Thanks for using my TV Toons Tuesday. It was great to hear it." I called that in three months ago, and I'm like, <laughs> "Yep, you did," and it just went right into the file. And uh, I'm trying to get to every everybody okay. at
1: every okay. time. So all right. So there
0: you go. There's a little behind the scenes. Uh, Sorry, Jen from Kentucky figuring how it, is. but Jen, feel free to call again because I, here's the, what also what happens. Sometimes I'll put it in the file and I'll forget about it, yeah. and then someone will say, "Hey, I called this in a while ago. What do you think?" I'm like,
2: "Oh shit,
0: that is a good one," and I'll put that to the top of the queue. And then squeaky we'll, wheel, man, we'll get going. So squeaky wheel, Jen, and and it's no it's no hardship for me to listen to people suggested stuff over and over again. So if it makes you feel better about calling in, feel free, <laughs> knock yourself out, call, call, call. <laughs> I got no problem with that. Not saying not to. Speaking of happy hits, yeah, we're not doing Jen's today, but. <laughs> After all that, you didn't do it. But Toby Toby <laughs> called in. Toby had a suggestion. Hi, Ralph.
4: And yo, Eddie. It's Toby here from the UK. Uh, I thought I'd call in with a request. Uh, it is my birthday tomorrow on uh, Wednesday, the 23rd of September. But nope. I know you don't do birthday. Requests, no, obviously I don't. It's completely pointless me ringing in about that. So that's True. not why I'm ringing. Yes. The reason I am ringing is I have a request to hear something I've not heard in too long. And that is Myrtle Beach by the great Sonny Ledford. Love you. Mean it.
0: Bye. All right, Toby. That's an excellent suggestion. We have not heard that in a while. I know that song makes everybody happy, Eddie. That's why it's easy for me to to put that suggestion to the top of the list. I just, okay. But Toby, you need to know this is not for your birthday. This is not celebrating your birthday. Mm-mm. We are not giving you a birthday shout-out. I playing here. your happy hit. This is simply a happy hit. Please do not mistake it for us also wishing you a happy birthday. Which we're not doing because we don't do that on no. this program. So please know that. <laughs> live live that truth <laughs> that we are not wishing you a happy birthday. This is simply a happy hit for Toby, the great Sonny Ledford. Myrtle Beach.
3: Myrtle Beach, goddamn motherfucker, Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Beach. God damn I love Myrtle Beach I'm gonna smoke me a joint When I get there I'm gonna drink a cold beer When I get there I'm gonna lay one out When I get there And I ain't gonna sleep When I get there Get a rebel flag raft When I get there Airbrush t-shirts When I get there Get some calabash shrimp When I get there I'm gonna miss the pavilion When I get there Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Beach Myrtle Beach God damn fuck Myrtle Beach a Myrtle Beach Myrtle Beach Myrtle Beach Goddamn, I love Myrtle Beach. It wouldn't be Myrtle Beach without rednecks. Black bike, we can solve good what's next. Cherry Grove down to Myrtle's Inlet. We're going to take it up a notch when the sun sets. I'm going to play around the golf when I get there. Going fishing off the hooker when I get there. Late night's a crazy horse when I get there. It's like saltwater taffy when I get there. Well, I'm the Myrtle Beach Midnight Mayor. Going to shag on the strand like a player we get hurricanes fuck a tornado i'm gonna miss the pavilion when i get
4: there yes.
1: wow. made me miss myrtle beach it's the end of the summer it's a perfect time
0: to play that because it's i didn't all, get to go there this you summer you didn't get to go boom didn't get your salt water taffy didn't get to fish off of a hooker. I don't even know how that's legal. I don't know how you can do that. It seems
1: if you pay them, they'll seems, do anything. Like
0: she would be really uncomfortable. They'll do whatever you want. going to stand on you and fish. How much does that cost? <laughs> um, Surprisingly cheap. Anyway, Toby, there you go. There's your happy hit. And we're not wishing you a happy birthday. No. Let's make that perfectly clear. You too can be featured on the Garmin on the line segment, boys and girls, but you know what you got to do? You got to be like Jen. You just got to keep calling and calling and calling <laughs> every day, every day. Hey there. It's Ralph Garmin here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Roth Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. All righty, now it's time for us to take a look throughout history and talk about some folks who passed away on this day, September 23rd. We'll talk about their lives, their legacies, in a segment we call Hello, Death.
2: Did you electrocute yourself or run into a shell? Hello, death. Did you eat poison mold or just get old? Hello, death. Did you fall from the sky? Ralph Garvin will know why even though you said goodbye.
0: September 23rd, 1535, Catherine, queen uh, of Gustav I of Sweden, died at the age of 21. Mm, uh, breaks my heart. That's young. Dang. Very young. And you know she was hot, oh, too. Oh, yeah, with a
1: name like Catherine a, at 21? A Swedish, a oh,
0: Swedish queen dude. named Catherine, 21 years old. Ball's hot. Forget about it. Why are the Swedes so hot? I don't know. They are a hot Man. country. Even Man. the dudes. Yeah. Even the dudes are I'd, hot. I'd bang a Swede dude. Uh, I, would, I would wreck a Swedish guy. <laughs> wreck him. 1573. Zahi Hisamasa, Japanese warlord, passed away on this day. Zahi mm. Hisamasa. Warlord. I got no facts about him. I just wanted to say he's a Japanese warlord. How cool is that? That's got to be cool. That's a title. I want to be known as Ralph the Wise Warlord. I'm going to keep adding to the title I want to use until we get around to it. We you going to put the great in there at any point? I don't need to be the great. That's a lot of expectations. If you call, start calling yourself a great, you better be fucking great. <laughs> but the wise, you can handle I can handle wise. Yeah, Warlord. Uh, 1823 on this day, Matthew Bailey, Scottish physician, died at the age of 61. He was the father of modern pathology. He created the first systematic study of pathology. Hmm. That's important. Does yes. he does he pass your test? Uh, yes, your I think so. He someone? created something. He, he sure created did. pathology,
1: the systematic
0: Pathology, Pathology, uh, for those who don't know, is the study of the causes and effects of diseases and the death of the body, especially when you're examining samples of body tissue for diagnostic or forensic purposes. So he pretty much invented yeah. the autopsy. Yeah. It's not like he discovered the book of pathology. He wrote, oh, he the, wrote book. the book. Exactly. Of he created the book. The book was called... Morbid Anatomy of Some of the Most Important Parts of the Body. That was the title of the book, <laughs> to which I would respond, couldn't you get to all the important parts of the body? Nope, some. Was there a sequel planned for this book? Is that why you called it Some of the Important Parts Believe of the Body? I'm
1: wanting more. In
0: 1830, Elizabeth Cortwright Monroe, the first lady of the United States under President James Monroe, passed away at the age of 62. On this day in 1877, Urbain Le Verrier, co-discoverer of Neptune, died. Now, Eddie probably won't mm-hmm. like Urbain Le
1: Verrier. I don't have anything personal against Urbain. Because he found Neptune. He looked in a telescope. Neptune. Oh, man. Okay. Great. Yeah, he discovered a planet. A motherfucking planet. He found a planet. Wasn't it laying, was, it was wasn't there. laying on, in the street. It was already up there. He, he just didn't stumble t- across it. He knew where to look. Then how is that a big... If he knew where to look and then looked, that's it. He just looked at it. You're he the didn't... Worst.
0: Mm-hmm. 1889. Wilkie Collins. Good old Wilkie Collins died at the age of 65. He was a British writer who wrote a book called The Moonstone, which is one of the earliest examples of the modern detective novel. Established the ground rules for the genre, as a matter of fact. Story was originally serialized in Charles Dickens magazine all the year round, but then was later put together into a book. And it is, you know, it's so funny. I flashed the minute I saw this guy's name and the title of that book. I used to have a collection that I got from my older cousin of classic illustrated comic books. Do you remember those? Yeah. Yeah, This was a series of comic books where they would take great works of fiction and they would... Turn them into comic books to in, to try to get kids yeah. instilled with the idea that they would read the classics. Tom Berenger read Moby Dick in Major League. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah that was the a classic, the girlfriend. Classics Illustrated yeah. comics. It ended up just being Cliff Notes with pictures. Yes. And it never made me read one of the <laughs> actual books. I only read the comic because book version. Because the versions. comics had pictures. But there was a Moonstone one. And I really? remember loving that because it was a really cool detective story. There was a, an 18-year-old heiress who had this massive diamond that was nicknamed the Moonstone, and it got stolen, and they had to figure out who stole it and how and everything. It's an interesting book. Hmm. I'm sure. I've never read it, but I read the comic book version. <laughs> 1939, Sigmund Freud. Uh, Pache de on this day. At the age of eighty-three, creator of modern psychoanalysis. Mm. Able to tell what's wrong with you just from talking about it with you. Like you with the ghost harm and <laughs> the cinnabons with the hot chocolate under your pants. So many stories from your past that depends And he
1: could figure them all out.
0: They they indicate the pathology of your brain, why you don't like so many things.
1: hmm. Seemed creepy.
0: You should, did you, uh, you, do you th- currently in therapy? you no. doing therapy now? No, I probably mm-hmm.
1: should. Mm-hmm. I probably should. I need to talk mm-hmm. to somebody.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you in therapy? I am not. No. Okay. No. Oh. I have a, I have a therapist named Mr. Daniels. Oh, okay. Dr. Daniels. you give him a call? Name. I don't have to. He's here in the, in the house with me. Oh. Most nights. Lives in the bar.
1: That's not helpful, Dr. Jack Daniels. Dr. Jack Daniels isn't helpful.
0: Always on call. He's a distraction. Never fails to answer <sighs> when I need him. Does he solve your problems? Oh, does he? Boy, <laughs> does he. And boy, howdy, as they say. <laughs> In 1974, we lost Cliff Arquette, famous American comedian who uh, was better known to America by his characters name, Charlie Weaver. Old man Charlie Weaver was his comic persona. Never thought the guy was funny, not once. But he was famous for, um, well, he was on radio and television in the 50s and 60s. But in the 70s, he started showing up on Hollywood Squares. He Mm -hmm. was one of the regulars on Hollywood Squares. He died at the age of 68 uh, on this day in 1974. Here's a little Charlie Weaver from Hollywood Squares.
2: Charlie Weaver? In a popular children's story, who kept saying, I think I can, I think I can. But out at the home, that was Mr. Ferguson. Really? And Mrs. Ferguson kept saying, I wish he would. I wish he
0: would. <laughs> See? Because it's about old people having sex.
1: And he can't come. Uh, and she
0: wishes he would. I never I got it, it funny. Although he is the grandfather of Patricia Arquette. Is he? Okay. And David Arquette and all the other acting Arquettes. Oh, okay. Act, acting family. 1974, Robbie McIntosh passed away, Scottish drummer for the Average White Band. He overdosed at the age of 24. What a waste. Mm. Just as they had had their first smash hit single, this one. Mm.
1: Pick up the pieces. It's a swinger song. From the movie Swingers, that was made, oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, a lot yes, of people
0: yes. discovered that. Thing I thought maybe Swingers. people were.
1: I don't know. I wasn't in the swinging. A lot of people culture, were swinging
0: But so Maybe you. you knew. I thought you were revealing something about yourself. <laughs> Nineteen eighty-seven, Bob Fosse, legendary choreographer and director, died at the age of sixty-two. I know you didn't watch, but if you are a fan of Sam Rockwell, you yeah. got to watch that mini-series Fosse Verdon they had on FX. Boy, is he great in that film. He's great in everything, and he plays Bob Fosse, and they talk about him directing Cabaret, the movie version yeah. of that, and all that jazz, and his whole career. And it's really Really well done. So uh, the real Bob Fosse, died on this day in 1987. In 1994, we lost Robert Block, American science fiction and horror writer, wrote primarily horror and crime and fantasy science fiction novels, passed away at the age of 77. His biggest success by far was a little book called Psycho. (laughs) Then Hitchcock, of course, later went on to make the
1: legendary horror film Psycho. Still terrifies me. Does it? Uh, that's how good it does is. It? Yes. I haven't yes. seen it in a long time. Really? I don't know if it holds up or not. Here's the thing about Hitchcock
0: Master of cinematic tension. That yes. was his strong. Like, source. your
1: window still holds up tension wise.
0: As does Psycho, as okay. does um, Vertigo. I mean, all of his works, and I've seen them multiple times, and I know what's coming, but still, he creates that tension by yeah. just holding out moments and dangling things in front of you and you just can't wait for it yeah. to be released i just haven't seen psycho in a long time i just didn't know if it still held up yeah it's pretty good uh speaking of somebody who wrote something that someone else made famous in 1997 murray burnett passed away at the age of 86 he wrote and a fairly unsuccessful american play called everybody comes to ricks that was purchased unproduced by warner brothers for a record figure at the time of twenty thousand dollars mm. It's equivalent to about $400,000 these days. And they adapted it into a film to star Humphrey Bogart and Ingrid Bergman. They retitled the piece from Everybody Comes to Ricks to Casablanca. And uh, the rest is history. Yeah,
1: there you go. Here's
0: your movie. And then they sued. They sued trying to get uh, more money from Warner Brothers because it's one of the most successful films of all time. And Warner Brothers said, yeah, we paid you your money. (laughs) <laughs> Hit the bricks. <laughs> All studios. Yeah, movie studios don't like to give up a lot. No, they life. don't. Nineteen ninety-nine, Ivan Goff, Australian screenwriter, died at the age of eighty-nine, best known for his works, uh, White Heat, nineteen forty nine, Man of a Thousand Faces, The Story of Lon Cheney. That's a great biopic mm-hmm. from nineteen fifty-seven. Here he is, Eddie. Here's something yeah. he did something you would like. What? What? Wrote The Legend of the Lone Ranger in nineteen eighty-one. Oh, 1981. oh. Nice. wrote that piece of garbage oh, i love that movie i know you do love that christopher lloyd and he wrote so the good. pilot for charlie's angels did he this guy had it all see rest in peace ivan goff all right know what we do now this is what we do we take a look at some food related to someone who passed away on this day and then we run it past Daddy pence because he's known to be a little funny when it comes to food <laughs> he is looking forward to uh, rocky mountain oysters no though. i'm not
1: at all Please have ketchup.
0: We're going to find out whether he uh, would eat this food or even perhaps stick it up his ass and then pull it out of his ass. We talk about the food. We pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. That's how we find out if he likes it or not. If We hit a jackpot. That means, yep, he's eating it. However, if the reels are mismatched, it's just sadness and despair. All right. Let's talk about John Ainsworth Horrocks. In 1846, Mm -hmm. he passed away. He was an english-born explorer and uh, one of the first european settlers of the clare valley of south australia where he established the village of Penwortham, one of the first uh, europeans to live in south australia in the 1800s and he explored a great deal of that part of the world too and was able to go on many expeditions and he was able to map a great deal of it as well big name and for our friends there down under Sadly, he died on this day from a a gunshot wound. Ooh. Yeah. He was accidentally shot. Oh, even worse. While reloading his shotgun. Oh, he shot himself? Nope. Oh. The shotgun was set off by a camel that was kneeling next to him. He was putting a pack load on it. The camel rose up suddenly, causing the gun to fire, taking... taking uh john's jaw and uh, oh my god some other sort of important parts of his body wow so camels man wow and it was the only camel in australia at the time that's bad luck (laughs) infamous camel the only australian camel kills you (laughs) What are wow. the odds?
1: What an awful ending.
0: It's a horrible, horrible story. God. Yes. He died a couple days later.
1: Oh, he's, he lived without a jaw? Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, he lived for a couple days with his wounds before he finally passed on this day back Fuh. in 1846. Oof. Horrible story. So he
1: liked the liquid. So that was whatever his food was, was liquidified.
0: No, no, no. We're not talking about John Ainsworth's food. We're talking about one of Australia's oh, favorite Oh, I thought you were talking about his food when no, he had to eat without no, his no. jaw. It just brings up the point of Australia okay. and Australian cuisine because he was a famous Australian. We're going to talk about famous dishes from Australia. Okay. They eat a lot of things down there you probably wouldn't like to eat. Probably. Uh, a lot of crocodile meat, as you can imagine. Well, I, we had the snake meat. I didn't care for it. A lot of uh, emu, emu meat. What's emu? Is that a bird? a animal yes it's a bird it's a bird don't you ever watch uh limu the emu and the commercials for that insurance company it's like he's like a cop guy and his partner's an emu and they go driving around together no. saving people money no liberty insurance or whatever no. it is you've never seen those commercials i don't think so no
1: Mu the emu no
0: it's 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 like an ostrich it's like okay. an australian That's what I thought. ostrich basically That's what I thought emu yeah.
1: was. have yeah. you ever had ostrich no oh i love ostrich what does it taste like chicken no, it's a little, uh, it's, it's got its own unique flavor. Really? It's yeah. Like venison? Not venison.
0: No, no, it's not that gamey. It's a light, it's a white fish. It's kind of like pork. It's kind of porky. Okay. They, one of my favorite Mexican restaurants in all of Los Angeles, El Coyote. Huh?
1: Okay, They're there.
0: on Beverly Boulevard. If you're ever in uh, California, it's one of the oldest restaurants still standing in LA because they tend to tear their shit <laughs> they down. Do. But it's uh, it's got to be 80 years old now, if not more. Uh, great Mexican restaurant. They used to serve
1: ostrich tacos. Oh, they did? Yeah. Really? And I used to order them all the time. I always get a beef burrito there, and they stuff it so full. Of, it's like you have, you're have you eating a beef pillow. The portions are massive. There, it's insane. For sure. And the margaritas are good. Hmm. Where was I? Okay.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, uh, Australia. Food from Australia. Yeah. We're going to stick to something sweet. Okay. We're going to go to Australia's favorite dessert, Eddie Pence, okay. called the vanilla slice. The vanilla slice. Okay. It's a dessert that consists of a thick custard that's flavored with vanilla, and then it's sandwiched between two pieces of puff pastry, two sheets of puff pastry. Okay. And then it's topped with some sort of icing, usually a fruit icing like raspberry or strawberry or passion fruit. But you can put vanilla or chocolate okay. icing on okay. if you okay. want. Okay,
1: okay, Don't panic. That helps.
0: Uh, the fact of the texture of the custard, however, is slightly wobbly. It jiggles a lot. So vanilla slice is often referred to in Australia as a snot block. Come on, so man. You, so you can...
1: So, are you trying? Are you trying not to? to it's just a fun
0: phrase. It's a fun phrase. If you're there at the restaurant, and say, "All right, mate, give me the snot block." And then they they serve you up the vanilla slice The vanilla slice is so popular in Australia There's an annual competition every year For the best vanilla slice baker Called the Great Australian Vanilla Slice Triumph okay. It's their favorite dessert down under The vanilla slice Is that something Eddie Pence would like to eat or not? It's only one way for us to find out Let's pull that handle, here we go One snot block, two snot blocks See Eddie Pence is eating
4: the snot block Eddie Pence is up the snot block
1: that name withstanding, I think I would try that. I never had it, but I think I would sounds try it. That sounds really good. Do you have some chocolate frosting on there? That sounds like it'd be pretty good. See, now you're putting a hat on a
0: hat in that case. No, you're not. A big, thick piece of custard? Yeah. I'm guessing that's rich enough. Yeah, I would rather go. I think without any icing than go- to put chocolate I- or vanilla I icing on go top of that. sans icing. No, I just, just don't a, want you like got the phyllo dough. You got the puff pastry dough. You could just uh, you just know, sandwich it between those two things. I think that custard's probably plenty.
1: Maybe, I but would I, I wouldn't
0: mind throwing some chocolate. Of course, frosting you wouldn't. There. Of course, you. I think I'd try that? Well, you are eating the snot block, and that's all <laughs> I care about. <laughs> hey, down under, you got some wacky names for your food. Snot block. That's pretty funny. And that's it for today's hello death. You're
3: dead now, so shut up.
0: All right, now it's time to take a look at all the entertainment news in a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Ah, this is sad news. One of the original members of the Four Seasons, Tommy DeVito, is dead at the age of 92. One of the founders of that iconic doo-wop group of the 50s and 60s, Tommy DeVito founded the band along with his brother, Nick, and uh, Hank Majewski, and of course, Frankie Valley before they became Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. I love their music, but more importantly, I love their story. If you've ever seen Jersey Boys, either the movie or the Broadway story, it's like that thing you do, but in real life. Mm. Just a bunch of guys from the same neighborhood who got together and started singing and then one thing led to another. Before they knew it, they were at the top of the charts. Of course, they lasted a lot longer than yeah. the, the one-hit wonders. Yeah. But uh, here's a little bit of the uh, late great Tommy DeVito and the Four Seasons. Don't Frankie Valli may be the last remaining member of that band, yeah. I wonder if he still hits those notes. Oh, I don't think so. I don't think so either. (laughs) Supergirl announced yesterday that it will conclude with the upcoming sixth season over there on the CW. That makes me sad. It does, but at least they're giving it an ending. Yeah. Right? They're allowing them to develop the storylines for a final 20 episodes. They're getting a little bit of a bonus-sized season as well. At least they're doing that. Six seasons, pretty good run, but I enjoy the hell out of that show, so I will uh, certainly miss it. You know, it's gotten just so much exponentially better since John Cryer has jumped on as Lex Luthor. He's great in that role, and I'm sure they got some good stuff planned for him. This is interesting. Cardi B and her sister are being sued by Donald Trump supporters Really? That they had a run-in with at the beach (laughs) in the Hamptons recently. Apparently her sister put the video of the altercation up on the video and the folks who were featured in the video are complaining that it depicts them as racists. Mm-hmm. And so now they are uh, suing for defamation. What were they saying in the video that would pick them as racist? Well, nothing overtly racist. Oh, really? Here's the thing. Okay. The, the video only shows them coming up to um, Cardi B and her sister and demanding that they leave the beach. Move your car, they kept saying. Now, I don't know whether it was they were parked in the wrong place or right. they didn't want the those people at the beach. It was. It was... It's hard to determine. Well, they didn't one want way those people other.
1: at the beach. That's racist. Yeah,
0: but, right. And that's what that's what Cardi B and her sister are claiming. Okay. But there's no video evidence of that fact, so I don't necessarily want to throw these people True. under the bus. True. True. However, they are v- very aggressive, and they are wearing the 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 MAGA hat, and it just seems like I don't think either's either case is proven one way or the other by what's no. the video evidence. <laughs> it's is. two sets of ugly people arguing on
1: video. Pretty
0: much. Pretty much and i don't think anyone really should clog up the the courts with a yeah, lawsuit about this because you know it's just it's it's just ugliness it really is and the one thing i know about cardi b she doesn't want anyone to say fuck shit or do fuck shit
3: <laughs> i don't want people like to just keep doing
2: fuck shit saying fuck shit
0: right so right. let's just, just all be better and not do fuck shit or say fuck shit all right <laughs> for god's sakes Sophia Loren, famous movie star, will be starring in a movie again for the first time in 11 years. Oh, wow. I swear to you, I did not know she was still alive.
1: I hadn't thought of her in probably 11
0: years. Sophia Loren is now 86 years old, and she will be debuting in a film on Netflix on November 13th. It's directed by her son, Eduardo Ponti. And uh, apparently it's a really good role. The film is really good, according to people who have seen it. And there's already, believe it or not, Oscar buzz really? about her performance. Okay. She plays a Jewish woman and Holocaust survivor who helps raise the children of prostitutes. When the prostitutes can't raise their own kids, she takes them in and raises them. Wow. Uh, hmm. It's called The Life Ahead. It's an Italian-language drama, so you'll have to read subtitles if you want to see it. But it'll be on Netflix in November, and then they're going to release it hopefully they're going to release it into theaters at least in Rome and maybe here in the States as well. But a legend getting back into the game. It's kind of cool to see. Uh, This West Wing reunion is happening. The first time the cast will be together in 17 years, happening on October 15th. It's a special called a West Wing special to benefit when we all vote, and it's supposed to raise voter awareness, et cetera, et cetera. The original cast will be back together again. Martin Sheen returns and reprises his role As the president, Rob Lowe, Dulé Hill, Allison Janney, they're all on board. But they're having special guest stars stop by as well during the show. You know, they're fully staging it, too. They're doing it down at the theater downtown. Oh, really? The Orpheum? They're not
1: going to do, like, it's like a Zoom thing or something. It's not
0: a red, uh, it's not a script reading or anything. They're going to perform it on stage. Interesting. uh, Which will be interesting. But they're having guest stars stop by like
1: Michelle Obama and Bill Clinton. Oh, Really? Okay. It's odd, right? I hope they're not acting. I, that's what I'm it's wondering. Gonna Are they going to be like cameos? Please don't. Hey,
0: President oh. Bartlett, how you doing? Oh. It's good to see you. You got any interns in here? <laughs> Where do you keep your interns, Jed? Oh, I don't want to see Bill Clinton acting. Oh. I'll tell you something. Mm. You're a hell of a president, and I'm really happy to be here with you. <laughs> it's going to happen, right? Oh, I hope not. Here's what I would like. I would like politicians and entertainment to consciously uncouple things. That would while. be nice. Because Bill Clinton famously went on Arsenio Hall and played saxophone yeah. and everything. That was kind of the beginning of this, like... Well, Richard Nixon went on laughing, too, and did, "Sock it to me. Yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of, over the years, I mean, I think Clinton was sort of a uh, an ignition point for pop culture to... Have Start getting in the political the process. The celebrityization a bit. Yeah. of our of our politicians that has done no one any good. Not at all. So I think it'd be nice if maybe Bill Clinton didn't go on to a television show. I think. I think.
1: Yeah. I agree. Stop.
0: It. I absolutely Just agree. Stop it. The new chairman of Disney Parks is begging California: Can we please reopen? Josh Demario is his name. Excuse me, Demaro, and um, he is saying, and I think he's got a point look there's other businesses that are open yeah and there's businesses on the other side of the country we with that we own disney world in orlando is open is open and you're killing us here what about us and it doesn't help by the fact it doesn't seem like governor newsom has a, a real set schedule for reopening anytime soon other than he said we're hoping to
1: reopen disneyland very soon well that doesn't really help them at yeah. the end of the day i think they need to try i mean they've already got downtown disney open so yeah. what's the difference and just go ahead and open and it? And we talked
0: about this before. This is these half measures. Either it's closed or it's open or some things are open or are not open. This is why we have no plan. Yeah. There's nobody really in charge yeah. telling everybody how to live because and it's understandable. If you've got a business in California and you're watching the rest of the country that has opened up it's like being a parent of two kids and you let one kid stay up late and watch yeah. television and the other one you're sending to bed, right? Yeah. I mean, it, there's, you're going to breed animosity. Yes, and
1: you're going to drive business out of California and you're going to breed this anger and animosity. It's going to affect you know, elections and stuff down the road and yeah. that affects the future of the state and the country.
0: Yeah, no bueno. I, I'm, I, And I hate to say it, but I feel like at this point... It's too late. You can't really stuff the toothpaste back in the
1: tube. We we hit the the critical point back in March. We missed it back then. We can sort of flatten the curve a little bit, but you're not going to eradicate anything until there's a vaccine. So
0: masks and social distancing and and, and Disneyland says, look, we'll do whatever protocols you're asking us to do in terms of sanitization and things like that. So maybe that's just what we have to do. I
1: mean, look at, if it's working in Disney World, then why, I guess, try to have it work here. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Speaking of Disney, oh, you must be very excited. What? The uh, Rogue One spinoff on Disney Plus. Oh,
1: Cassian Andor's Cassian Andor.
0: He uh, just got a new director. He was supposed to be the director, uh, Tony Gilroy, who directed Rogue One. Yeah. Uh, Excuse me, the screenwriter for uh, uh, Rogue One, but he opted out because, again, COVID. He didn't want to travel from New York to the UK where the series is going to be shot during the pandemic. He just didn't feel safe. Man. So he tapped out, and they're getting Toby Haynes, who was already a, a, a television director there in the UK, who directed the great episode of Black Mirror called the USS Callister. Did you ever see that one? I didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> this Good. goes right up with Peaky Blinders of things that you've missed. Oh, yes, I've missed. It's a, about a guy who lives, who has a virtual world. He's a supercomputer genius where he is basically Captain Kirk. Mm. And he's able to put on this like this this apparatus and escape into this virtual world that is completely immersive. You actually l- not lose consciousness, but it's like a dream state yeah. where you can then control the action of everything that goes on. And it's very sort of, it's an homage to the original Star Trek series, but it's also very dark and weird and then also sometimes very funny and action-packed and stuff. It's a great episode of Black Mirror. Hmm. I recommend you check it out. So he's going to take over for uh, for the Moons of Endor or whatever this show is called. Um, <laughs> Cassian Andor, it's called. The
1: moons of Endor. Well,
0: Why do you call a planet Endor and call a character Andor? It's, too, it's too close. Why? Come up with something else. Why? Because it's too close. Andor, Endor. It's too confusing. Andor, Endor. What, you can't make up a different name? It doesn't sound like Andor or Endor or whatever the moon wow. planet was? man. Come on. Star yeah. Wars, get your shit together. And speaking of uh, science fiction, this was sad news. Michael Hogan. Who played Saul Tai on Battlestar Galactica? The rebooted Battlestar Galactica. He has taken a horrible fall and is in a bad, bad way. So his family has reached out. They started a GoFundMe for fans of Battlestar Galactica to try to get him back on 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 pace. It's it's really now. It's just trying to raise money for his care because the the injury that he took. He fell and hit his head mm. and went to bed that night, not realizing that he had a massive brain bleed. Oh, God. Next morning was taken to the hospital and emergency surgery performed and he is uh, paralyzed on his left side. Memory loss, cognitive impairment, inability to swallow. I mean, he's in a bad way. Oh, that sucks. And he's a, he was such a tremendously talented actor. His family has admitted he probably will never work again, but... Now they're just trying to God, that sucks. keep things going, and the family can't visit him because of the pandemic protocols in place at the hospital. The physiotherapist and the speech therapist and all the the care team are not uh, are not allowed in as well. That's brutal. So it's it's been very difficult for them. So if you're a fan of Battlestar Galactica and have any interest at all in de- in donating some money towards Michael Hogan's care, I just wanted to reach out and uh, give you this this uh, notice. Uh, GoFundMe.com. Slash F slash Michael Hogan Fund. If you just go Michael Hogan and, and type that in, then uh, you'll be able to get mm. to it. But I just wanted to s- mm-hmm. spread the word because I threw a, a little uh, money their way. Uh, I was a huge fan of that show and especially of his performance in it. Did you watch Battlestar Galactica? I didn't all? watch
1: the reboot, no. Oh,
0: so good. Here's a little bit of his work as
2: a uh, Saul Tai. My name is Saul Tai. I am an officer in the Colonial Fleet. Whatever else I am. Whatever else it means, that's the man I want to be. And if I die today, that's the man I'll be. Great in that series. Yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah, if, I know, look, a lot of people are in need of a lot of help right now, but I know we have a lot of science fiction fans in the audience, and I thought I'd throw that information yeah. out there. Let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on September 23rd. Singer Julio Iglesias. This is 77 years old today. Huge international star, but I think probably still best known here for his duet with Willie Nelson, right? To all the girls yeah, I love to be To all the girls who care. Very talented. Mary Kay Place is 73. I've loved her since Mary Hartman. Mary Hartman. And then uh, she was in Big Chill, of course. And she's worked with... Fred Willard and Chris Guest an awful lot as well. Uh, Lady Dynamite. Did you ever watch the Maria Bam- Bamford show? Yeah. Lady Dynamite? Yeah. She played her mother yeah. in that show. <laughs> 73 years old today. Rapper, producer, record head Jermaine Dupree is 48. Here's a little of his work with Ludacris.
3: Welcome to Atlanta, jacking hammers and Bows. Back to the mackin' and jacking the clothes. Adolescents packing the foes. A knock on the door. Who is it? I would happen to know the one with the flow. Who did it? It was me, I suppose.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was supposed to spit mad rhymes on that track. But Were you? I was super, Kong? super busy
1: that week. Scheduling conflict? Yeah, scheduling.
0: <laughs> Rosalind Chow, speaking of science fiction, from Star Trek Deep Space Nine is 63. Jason Alexander. ooh, our mortal enemy, Jason Alexander. Yeah, you ruined both of us. Took my role on Orville and shit-canned Eddie's career. <laughs> Guy's no good. Man, I swear, man. He's 61 today. Ugh. Singer Addie DeFranco is 50.
3: Both hands, now use both hands. Oh no, don't close your eyes. I am writing graffiti on your body. I am drawing the story out of how hard we tried.
0: Chai McBride from Boston Public and a Y5O is 59. Anthony Mackey, The Falcon. Ah, yes. Yes. Soon to be seen in. Falcon and the Snowman. Winter nope. Soldier. Winter Soldier, Falcon that's right. And yes. the Winter it's a Soldier. a different movie. Oh, 42 years God. old today. Drummer Leon Taylor of The Ventures is 65. I know how Eddie Pence loves surf music, so I mm. wanted to play this little Please. gem. <laughs> Skyler Aston from the Pitch Perfect Films is 33 years old today. And the boss, Bruce Springsteen, celebrates his 71st birthday wow, he's today. Wow, 71. How can the boss be 71? I see it. And what music do you play to celebrate Bruce Springsteen's birthday? Which of the 400 hits do you do pick out? I like Glory Days. That's a great one. There's so many good. And so I couldn't decide, so I just decided I'm going to go with my favorite. This is a lesser-known track off of uh, the Born in the USA album, but I, I love it, and I think it's a great motto to live by. <laughs> no retreat no surrender eddie how'd you not do streets of philadelphia it's our motto because it's a bummer it's a bummer song uh guy's got aids and he's walking on the street and he looks really bad skinny it's not it's not it's not fun no retreat no surrender that's an anthem that's something you can look at the world right now and say you know what i'm gonna take the boss to heart no retreat no surrender i'm not backing down i'm gonna keep fighting the good fight that's a, good, that's a good message. It's a good message to share with the world. And that's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the show beat. Speaking of somebody who never surrenders. Yeah. No retreat, no surrender. I believe Steve Ashton has that tattooed on his, uh, his, belly. Right his belly. Right across his belly. Right across his belly. No retreat, <laughs> no surrender. It's time for our UK correspondent and his UK update, Mr. Steve Ashton. Oh, Steve.
4: Oh, Ralph, you're the man who makes Dave Chappelle look like Dave Coulier. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Speaking of comedians, um, I've got a couple of things to address with Edwin, if if I may, at the top of the show. Sure. So just going back to Monday's show, um, just on the jelly deals and stuff like that. First of all, A, he doesn't know what a Fortnite is.
0: (laughs) No, that's true. He didn't.
4: For fuck's sake. Uh, uh, um, secondly, uh, the river Thames does have an H in it. Yes, we invented the language and we'll put a fucking H wherever we want. <laughs> it's a silent fucking H. <laughs> Uh, uh, uh. thirdly um why bring me into the fucking eel thing what what the fuck is all that about talking about my videos and all that sort of stuff dissing my cooking with the crew motherfucker there's no fucking need for that (laughs) digging me out (laughs) and d finally jelly deals uh ralph are quite nice it doesn't taste that fishy as you as you mentioned it's a consistency is a bit hard to get your head around um it's a bit like oysters um but Really, the point I wanted to make is the hardworking people of the East End of London had to eat whatever was around them at the time, like most sort of, quote-unquote, peasant food. It's just, what have you got on hand that you could stuff down your neck and get on with, you know, work? So it was either Jelly Deals or, in the East End of London, Jelly Deals or dead prostitutes. (laughs) That's, that's, That's all they had. I mean, you know. Granted, they didn't have reconstituted chicken assholes and vaginas deep fried into dinosaur shapes, but, you know, to stick down their Gregory. So, you know, they just have to make do the fucking snob. I never had any downs a snob. Anyway, <laughs> former Nazi costume-wearing animal murderer Prince Harry's in the news.
0: What's up with the former royal?
4: Well, as we know, he's gearing up to be a Hollywood big shot, a bit like a Ron Howard, but with hair. <laughs> yes. Now, Pal's claim that the Duke of Sussex has signed up for our uh, web-based production courses to help him and his multi-million dollar Netflix deal. Now, a source said Harry's been doing courses, most recently a five-day creative producing lab. Creative producing. Isn't that just getting other people to give you money to fund your vanity projects? More or less. He's well suited to that, and isn't he being a fucking royal and pissing away millions of pounds of other people's money? <laughs> uh, apparently Harry wants to work and he's willing to do that from the bottom up, something he no doubt learned from his uncle Andrew. <laughs> 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 he also doesn't want to be was that joke a little bit like george carlin's very famous thing about the seven words you seven square words you can't say on tv no not at all okay uh anyway he also doesn't want to be in megan's shadow either too late ginger um <laughs> he's in a very creative headspace at the moment and he's determined to work as hard as he can was well, it? You know, time for everything to you know happen first, isn't there? Apparently, Harry and Meghan are in talks to make a documentary honouring his mother Diana's legacy as part of their deal. Now, I'm not saying that this is the entire reason why Netflix threw 115 million pounds at the couple in order to garner some legitimacy and get the documentary made in order to appeal to the Chinese, Japanese, and U.S. royal fans. I'm not actually saying actually I fucking yes i am that's the yeah. complete reason why they're doing it hey sir elton's in the news uh what's up with the edge? i don't know about you ralph but with the world tour the autobiography and biopic movie all about his life i'm not getting enough of elton john <laughs> True. well the good news is for you and i ralph on november the 13th elton john will release a career-spanning eight cd box set entitled elton jewel box which coincidentally is the nickname he has for his Brazilian cabana boy. Oh, stop it. Now, apparently he's personally selected the tracks, yeah, whatever, uh, for the collection, which includes rarities, demos, b-sides, and fan favorites. Now, to preview the set, he's dropped the previously unreleased 1969 rarity, Sing Me No Sad Songs. Should we have a little listen? I'd love to. Here you go.
1: So darling,
3: please, don't you comfort me. I'll sort it out. Singing those sad songs
4: That's a good tune, isn't it? With that that signature piano driving in the background. It's really good. Now, he made a statement saying, uh, to delve back through every period of my career in such detail for Jewelbox has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, Hearing these long-lost tracks again, I find it hard to comprehend just how prolific Bernie and I were during those early days. The songs just poured out of us. I think that'll be the cocaine, Elton. (laughs) He said, um, I always want to push forward with everything I do and look to the future, you know, despite the film, book, and tour. Um, But (laughs) having time during lockdown to take stock and pull these moments from my memory from each era has been a joy, and I love money also. He went on to say, uh, you know, it's interesting to even just to look at the title tracks, you can see my growth as an artist. He said, um, I've got a track on CD1 called Go Away, I've got a track on CD4 called Seriously, Get Lost, and on CD7, one called Fuck Off. <laughs> uh, anyway, I've got to go now, Ralph. All this talk of Elton's box has got me quite nostalgic for the old days, you know, back when, when times were simpler, you know, before COVID and everything, before the fame and adulation that I enjoy being part of the Ralph Report. So <laughs> um, so I'm reliving some of my days as a teenager, essentially. I- I'm going to be locking myself in my house, listening to music and masturbating furiously. So you know, teenage years and also my late forties. You know, I'm going back to those <laughs> days. Anyway, I'll catch you I'll catch you next week.
0: All right, buddy. Thanks. <laughs> wow, you too. Oh, you, yeah. you you got some <laughs> got some beefing going on there. I can't wait to see him in person. Oh, steel cage match. (laughs) Very first live Ralph report back. We're literally going to put a cage on the stage.
4: It's (sighs) going
0: to be sweet. (laughs) All right, before we say goodbye, boys and girls, it's time for us to take a look at a famous song and the performer who recorded that song and never quite had the same success again. It's time for One Hit Wonder Wednesday. It's the One Hit Wonder. One Hit Wonder. One Hit Wonders. It's a very common tale. And how appropriate to come out of Steve Ashton, the UK update, with this artist who's also from England. This came to us via email, by the way, from Alicia from London. She is also British. And the song today, another one of those, we're like, how did we not get to this one Hmm. yet? Uh, The artist in question comes from Worksop, England. He formed his first band when he was 12 years old with a couple of schoolmates, and then he went through a couple other bands. And it turns out his biggest success was when he landed a publishing deal here in the United States in 1983, writing songs for Meatloaf, of all people. He went to America to start working with Meatloaf on his Bad Attitude album. And while he was there, he was actually able to secure a solo recording deal for himself. He released his first single, and it was a minor hit but not nearly what was in store for him. Here's a little bit of the first song he released. Maybe you'll remember it. I did sort of, but I never knew it was this artist. Here's a song called Naughty Naughty. Bell at all? Kind
1: of. Me too. I was like, is that Billy Squire? Or is that like... It sounds familiar, but I can't... Is is that one of those hair bands? I had
0: no idea where that came from. Well, that song was enough of a hit to keep him working and he was opening for bands like Toto and stuff at some pretty big venues. And that's when he got the call from a producer named David Foster who said he was working on the soundtrack for a film and he asked this artist to write and record a song for the film St. Elmo's Fire. By now, maybe you know the artist's name is John Parr, and he was struggling to come up with a song for the movie St. Elmo's Fire. That was until the producer David Foster showed him a, a news story about a Canadian athlete named Rick Hansen, who around the time was going around the world in his wheelchair to raise awareness for spinal cord injuries. The journey was called the Man in Motion Tour, and that gave Parr all the inspiration that he needed. So he basically wrote a song about Rick Hansen being in a wheelchair and then threw in the word St. almost Fire at one moment. <laughs> Whatever works. To tie it in <laughs> to the, uh, the movie soundtrack, which, by the way, well, I'll cover this later, came back to bite him in the ass in a big way. But the song was a massive hit. He called in some favors, and he had uh, the guys from Toto and REO Speedwagon and Mr. Mister were playing on the track. It was created and edited and finished in 24 hours. Wow. That is not common. That's remarkable. When it was released on the St. Elmo's Fire soundtrack, it exploded number one in the U.S., number six in his homeland of the U.K., four in Australia, eight in Austria, number one in Canada, uh, Germany, Ireland, New Zealand, Norway, South Africa, Sweden, Switzerland. That song landed in the top five in all of those countries. He got a Grammy nomination for it, and he was on track to get nominated for an Academy Award for Best Original Song. But the Academy found out that he wrote the song about Rick Hansen and not about the movie, and they said it wasn't originally produced for the film.
1: But wasn't it technically? Didn't he go into the song? Technically, but it 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 it
0: didn't meet the Academy's criteria. Huh. So he never got nominated for it. That sucks. It It was a massive hit. Man in Motion, probably better known as the St. Elmo's Fire song from the soundtrack. Here is John Parr with Man in Motion. It just kind of jammed saying the fire.
1: he crammed it in there but the wheels could have meant car or motorcycle
0: i know and most of us thought it did until yeah. we found the uh the origin story of the song it was about a guy in a wheelchair oh, man. but uh very very inspirational song yeah, for sure great tune he le- len became mr soundtrack after that hit he had songs on the quicksilver soundtrack the three men and a baby soundtrack the running man soundtrack on and on to a lesser success, obviously. He later turned to writing jingles for commercials, including this one. This was one of his biggest successes.
2: You're looking sharp, you're looking good, you've come so far. And
3: we know how to make the most of who you
2: are, father to son.
1: a Bit overly dramatic. Gillette. Characters.
3: Gillette.
1: <laughs> I forgot how the dramatic. The best
0: the man could get. We make oh, you the best from
1: father to son
0: because you're shaving your face with oh. our product. Oh, you showed him one from raisins. California raisins. Don't mock my raisins. So John Parr remained out of the spotlight until, oddly enough, he was inspired. By the quarterback of the Denver Broncos at the end of the 2011 season, Tim Tebow. Hmm. He told a Denver news affiliate, I was inspired by Tim Tebow, so I wanted to modify the lyrics. He took his St. Elmo's Fire song and rewrote it as Tim Tebow's Fire. Oh, God. And re-released it. Oh. Much like the great Bobby Boris Pickett. He tried... <laughs> He tried to once again make himself relevant by taking the same old song Ugh. and just tweaking the lyrics a little bit. If you've never heard Tim Tebow's fire, uh, I don't want to here's a little here's a little piece of it. I can
3: see
1: Stop it. No, turn it off. Oh. Oh. oh! Did he just lay in his voice over top of the pre-recorded All song? i needs my Bronco team? <laughs> Tim Tebow's fire. Oh, it sounded like in the original song, he just laid in the new lyrics over top of
0: it. So sweet. It's awful. Tim Tebow's fire. If only Tim Tebow had lasted longer than a season, maybe that song would have gotten some more play. God, that was awful. There you go. John Parr, today's one-hit wonder. It's
2: the one-hit wonder.
0: One-hit wonder. One-hit wonders. It's a very common tale. All right, boys and girls, that's it for us today. Come on back tomorrow, won't you? Because you know what happens on Thursday. Things get all sexy on the Ralph Report as we fling open the doors of that esteemed Institute of Learning, Ralph Sex University. Also, more entertainment news. And we're going to have Jay Busby stop by from Yahoo Sports to talk about a little football. Speaking of Tim Tebow, maybe Tim Tebow can come in and start playing quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles and stop throwing interceptions. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) The virtual crowd's booing him. Yeah, I know. We'll talk about football tomorrow with Buzz as well. So why don't you come on back? But in order to do that, you gotta take care of yourself. You have to. Stay the fuck at home. Or don't if we've learned anything from today. Go to Disneyland. What the fuck? <laughs> just let's all just get nuts. Still though, I would recommend you wash your hands. Stay good in the hood. You don't have to stay in your hood anymore. Go to someone else's no. hood. Stop start hobnobbing.
1: Trick-or-treat everybody.
0: Trick-or-treat everybody. Just remember,
1: stay swell,
0: give them hell, buddy. That's right, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Until tomorrow, love you, mean it,
2: bye.